we just watch, Kevin? <laughs> I broke Kevin. We just <laughs> watched. Do we need to try? No, it's cool. Leave it in. <laughs> we don't edit this. Leave it in. <laughs> you were like half a second before I said it, which is great. Uh, we just watched Constantine, the 2005 yes. film starring Keanu Reeves as John Constantine, petty dabbler in the dark arts. The end. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. It was a, it was a good movie. Uh, I, I've never seen it. Oh, really? I'd seen it, like, when it came out. Um, and I definitely had to get over and didn't when I first watched it, the fact that this was not John Constantine Hellblazer from the comics. It was a very different character. Um, and that bothered me a lot mm. for silly fandom mm. reasons. We'll have to get into that. Yeah. Let's say first, John Constantine is a DC character. Yes. He's a warlock, wizard, wizard sorcerer. Magical dude. And he deals with the occult and demons. Yeah. And and he is a bit of an asshole. Oh, yeah. Chain smoking. Um, he will. He will do anything to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, often at the expense of those close to him. Yes. Um, also, um, in the comics, and we'll get to this. Uh, one of um, DC's earliest bisexual characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he was the earliest, but he was certainly up there. And originally drawn to look like Sting from The Police. Yeah, so blonde. Yeah, blonde. Not, not Keanu Reeves' black hair. No. Um, and, I mean, kind of frumpy. Always wears his, his trench coat. Trench coat. His, his shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. Black. Yeah, and smokes like a chimney. Um, and, black tie. And one of the most shirt. famous stories in... The Constantine oeuvre was that he got lung cancer, and that was going to be the thing that killed him, despite all of the other uh, evil that he deals with on a regular basis. And a soul is promised to hell. Yeah, yeah, he did that a while ago. <laughs> um, but this movie has Keanu Reeves as a guy named John Constantine, who uh, specifically. It's interesting, and I, I don't know that I picked this up the first time I watched it, but specifically, he sends the crossover demons back to hell. Like, that's kind of his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, because demons aren't supposed to interfere, they're supposed to just whisper in the ear, and when they go beyond that, he takes vengeance on them. Uh, and that's not in the... Uh, No. <laughs> That's that's not really like that explicit mission is not part of Constantine's mm. purpose in the comics. I was really confused by the half breeds, which I think was invented for this film. Yes, but it's not. so they're like humans and angels or demons, but I couldn't figure out are like they possessing human bodies? Are they? Like more like actual angels and demons on Earth. I was very confused as to what, because actual angels and demons are not allowed to walk on Earth. They can only influence things. But who are these half breeds? How did they become? My read on that was they were inhabiting 
human bodies. And that gave them a free reign. But Constantine thought that shouldn't wasn't fair, and so he liked to send half-breeds back to their respective domains. That was his thing. And he was sort of a man in the middle, because he didn't really care if you were an angel or a demon. He's like, you shouldn't be interfering regardless. Um, although we see him certainly send more demons back than angels, angels. in the half-breed, of, of the half-breed variety. Mm-hmm. How did it differ then? What made you mad originally in 2005, uh, young baby Kevin? I mean, all the goofy things that you would expect a guy who cares way too much about comics to care. He's not blonde. He's not British. He's in L.A., Ew. Um, I don't think I minded that Tilda Swinton played um, Gabriel. Because I think I was fine with that. Because the angels were meant to be sort of gender ambiguous anyway in the comics. Um, And it's Tilda Swinton. Who's going to get mad at Tilda Swinton? I mean, did you know who Tilda Swinton was in 2005? I think I did. I don't think I've been aware of her until like the last ten years. I feel like I was aware of her enough that I I knew she was a name. Okay. When okay. she was cast in this. I don't know if I could have named any other Tilda Swinton movies at the time, whereas I can now. So, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, those were, the, those were the, the, like, it's superficially different for no reason, and I don't like that. Um, but, watching it this time, I quite enjoyed the film. I think I I was willing to meet the film where it is rather than what I wanted it to be. Yeah. I turned to you at the beginning and I said, I can't wait to see Keanu Reeves do a British accent. <laughs> I was sorely disappointed for he doesn't, doesn't he do was... one in one of the Shakespeare's he's in? He's in Midsummer Night's Dream or sorry, not um uh, Much Ado. I see Much Ado, but I don't think they do British accents in Much Ado. You're thinking the Joss Whedon one, right? No, no. The Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh, classic. Oh. Much Ado. Like, I feel like he's also in the... the no, he's, not in, one, the, he's but, not in the Joss Whedon Okay, well one. that You're shows what I up. know. I, made, I make up lots of things. Um, does he do a British accent on the Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh I one? I don't remember. Probably not. Keanu Reeves is such a stiff actor. <laughs> I don't think he's really great at acting. But and yet, I still tend to enjoy his films. I, I tend to enjoy his films and his performances in them. Yeah. Um, I think really good directors play to his strengths. You can look towards The Matrix, I think, is a really good example of that. And on the opposite end of that spectrum, I think you have Bill and Ted. Um, where he's not stiff. He's not stiff. At all. I think he's great in all yeah. of the Bill and Ted movies. Um, but this is this is a stiffer performance from Keanu. Um, but I think, for me, it really did read as that sort of just tired of everything. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, I'm, I can't be bothered to emote. John Constantine express. is very cynical. Yeah. Jaded. This was less cynical or jaded to me than I think I think of the comics or or really what I think of Constantine now it's not the comics it's Legends of Tomorrow yeah um, but just 
wore out. Just he's been doing this his whole life. He's got nothing to show for it. He's going to hell when he dies. And he's yeah, he's just over it all. And I think that works really well in this movie. I think it it plays well um, in what again I read as a very noir inflected version of the Constantine universe and mythos. Mm-hmm. I've I've. My introduction to Constantine has been through Matt Ryan's performance yes. of Constantine in the TV show and then Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. the TV show, which was a fabulous <sighs> crossover so, that they got so Matt good. Ryan to do that So again. good. Um, but to me, Matt Ryan's performance, well, one, they do have him, the blonde hair. The blonde and British. And blonde and British. Um but and and he's an asshole, but he's a charismatic yes. asshole. And there was no charisma in Keanu Reeves. No, none whatsoever. Well, and I think I think in the comics and in Matt Reeves' version, Matt the, Ryan or Keanu Reeves, because you said Matt Reeves. I did. I did say Matt Reeves. Matt Ryan, Legends and TV 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 Constantine, Constantine. Um, that charisma mirrors the comics in a lot of ways and is how he's able to get so many people to do what he wants. Um, Usually to their detriment. He takes a lot of advantage of people. Um, Yes, and Keanu did not have any of that, but you also don't see him doing much of that. He's, He's much more in the Keanu verse doing, you know, a ritual, uh, almost a, a hired gun sort of thing. You know, he gets brought in to deal with stuff rather than using his social manipulation to make him seem more powerful than he actually is. Because Constantine is not an all-powerful magician. He's He knows some magic tricks. He knows bits and bobs that he's collected and stolen and, and tricked his way into over the years. And this Keanu did not have any of that. <laughs> what did you think? I've been, I've been sharing my opinions. Um, I thought it was a little flat. And yeah. I think part of that is because I've gotten used to Matt Ryan's yeah. performance of Constantine. So this was much more... Wooden? Wooden. <laughs> Stiff. Stiff. Um, I... Didn't not enjoy it. I also thought Rachel Weiss's performance was stiff. Yeah, I didn't um, think she was bringing anything to the table. Um, it wasn't. Of course, the character wasn't well written that no. she was she was playing. I don't know that um, the movie as a whole is well written. Yeah, yeah, I can see why it got really like a lukewarm reception of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like at a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. That feels of. right. Um, you know, half the people liked it. <laughs> I was... They were trying to make like some sort of romantic connection between... Yeah, that didn't... Rachel Weisz and... Uh, Keanu. Keanu. And that like... Nothing. There, there was no chemistry between the two there of them. There was anti-chemistry no between them. <laughs> chemistry. Um... <laughs> So I hope they don't kiss at the end. <laughs> but I was watching and I was thinking, I would really be interested in a sequel, like what they would do with it 20 years 
later. Do I have good news for I you? I know, I know. Oh, okay. Because I heard, <laughs> I've seen interviews with Keanu Reeves before where the interviewer is like, and would you do another Constantine movie? And he he's like, yes. Yeah. And so I know it's been Well, there's one. About. there's one in production. It came yeah. out this week. <laughs> like I, it's still early, but like they're actually moving forward with it for the first time. Like, let's see what they can do twenty years later when special effects are mm-hmm. so much more advanced. And and what is this character like twenty years later? Yeah, because I think I think that's an interesting thought when you've already got someone who is so world weary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, at the end of the film, he instead of lighting a cigarette, he pops a gum. Yeah. Which, I kind of thought it was probably like a Nicorette or something because yeah. he's gotten a second chance at life. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like he probably went back to cigarettes. Yeah, uh, probably. 20 years later, he's probably <laughs> still smoking. Um, yeah, so I, I'd be interested to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the... Uh, so there's an exorcism at the beginning. Yes. Where... The girl is like crawling on the ceiling and all contorted and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a lot scarier than seeing the actual demon. Yeah. Demons in hell. Yes. Um, which I I think it's true in a lot of monster movies. It's the threat of the Rather monster. Rather than the monster itself. The, the, the visualization of the monster mm-hmm. that um, is scary, which isn't specific to this film. Uh, I thought it's interesting. There was so much birth imagery around <laughs> the possession of Rachel yeah. Weiss's... Vi- I don't know if it's Weiss or Weiss. I don't either. Um, uh, yeah, the demon literally pushing out of her abdomen. Abdomen. Well, and then there's, like, the pool is really important yeah. as a conduit to hell. And there's yeah. a lot of, like, splashing water, yeah. around and water. And she's in the bath to first go to hell. I mean, Constantine got his put his feet in a bucket of water, but she had to go in the whole tub. Yeah. And, um... It was her first time. Yeah. Um, so I thought the birth imagery was awesome, uh, not awesome, interesting. Um, uh, like, the Gabriel was gender ambiguous. Tilda Swinton, who always comes across to me as, like, queer. So I was looking it up to see if she is queer, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of question around. She's <laughs> not... Of ambiguity. <laughs> not super, like, public about... Fair enough. Um, no, her gender. She does not have to be. Sexuality. Because <laughs> uh, I was watching her, I was wondering if she was wearing a binder. Yeah. Um, which... Would be... You've been reading a lot about depictions of things like binders. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wondered that that reminded me of Lucifer and the Sandman. Mm-hmm. It's being very gender ambiguous. That was going to be a fun fact I was going to share with you. Oh, um, this is this is not this is a a true fact that does not mean anything. Um, but it was something that occurred to me while we were watching this. Is that Lucifer in the Sandman and Lucifer in Constantine, and Lucifer in the detective cop show Lucifer? are all based on the same character. Oh, all from, like, the DC They're world? all the DC Universe Lucifer. Lucifer. They're all the same core character. Because DC Comics have a distinct mm-hmm. Lucifer character that has existed as part of their 
occult mythos that is the same Lucifer that Sandman visits to get his mask back. Spoilers for the Sandman comics that are super old. Um, and is the same Lucifer that Constantine fights in the comics. It's the same character. That character, in particular, the version written by Neil Gaiman, got a spin-off comic. I'm just throwing things on the ground. Got a spin-off comic where he moves to L.A. that was the basis of the Lucifer TV series. <laughs> Those are all very different performances. Right? Of Lucifer. <laughs> Are they more united across the yeah. comic books? So none of none of the depictions in any of the adaptations we're discussing here are super accurate to the comics. <laughs> not the one in Constantine or Sandman, and especially not the one in the Lucifer TV series. But uh, I just think it's funny that we now have three different, incredibly different interpretations of ostensibly the same character. I don't think anyone working on the various shows thought about it that way at all. Yeah. But I thought that was funny. That is funny. Yeah. It's funny. Sorry, you were making a point about Lucifer from Sandman. Oh, well, just that uh, Lucifer yeah. is gender ambiguous, which I also liked in... Yeah, in Sandman. In Sandman. I mean, Lucifer and Sandman and Gabriel and... In Constantine. Constantine are very white. Like, yes. White angelic... <laughs> yes. Uh, ...representations... Which is what it is. I'm not saying it's good or bad. <laughs> it is. It is a statement of fact. <laughs> it's just an observation. Yeah. Um, other thoughts about what did you think of the Lucifer in this one? I'm just curious. Um, we only see him a little bit. Yeah. But... I think it was a. I guess it was a good performance, but I was it was meh. Yeah. Okay. It was meh. I liked him. I thought it was fun. Um. I think he fe- he felt like he was coming in from a different movie, but yeah, like it didn't it didn't feel like the same level of performance that everyone else was giving. I wasn't expecting because um, he's kind of a like middle aged white man, kind mm-hmm. of balding in a yeah. white suit, and so um, I was expecting something more like demony. <laughs> What's uh, more demony than a middle aged white guy in I, a suit? <laughs> I wasn't kind of expecting that, and it wasn't like a a good or a bad Mm -hmm. choice. I was just uh, just an observation. Just an observation. I liked the cat. There's another observation. Yeah, there's a good cat in the movie. Yeah, cats are half in, half out. Yeah, so they're good conduits. Uh, I do think I don't. I don't know if you thought this, but I thought the special effects held up pretty well. I do think they they held up pretty well. Um, I, I did think the little soldier demons looked a little goofy. Yeah, in hell. But a lot of the like the the transitionary moments and the sort of it was stated, but it wasn't super obvious in the dialogue. But it was in the effects. The idea that hell is is you know, the world behind the world. Mm-hmm. And so when we transitioned, we would move in style, but not location. And so you he would, you know, you would be in the same place, but it would look all helly and things like that, which I thought was clever and not something I've seen elsewhere. Um, Stranger Things? That's not hell. That's the upside down. It's <laughs> totally different for reasons I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Constantine did it first. 
Well, that's true. Well, and and I think, yes, Stranger Things absolutely does that. Um, Although in in Stranger Things, you have to, like, go, you have to break through at certain points or, like, open Mm -hmm. wounds, whereas here you could kind of be anywhere and move between Mm -hmm. if you knew the the right tricks. Mm -hmm. But but I thought the special effects were good. I liked them. Uh, I liked the guy made of bees. I thought that was cool, too. They weren't bees, but, like, bugs. They were bugs. And crustaceans. And snakes. Just, you know, Uh, creepy crawly bits. Yeah. There was the moment he's walking through broken glass. Mm. Um, Yeah. That held up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, the the makeup effects on the humans turning into Mm -hmm. demons, which is probably a combo of um, CGI and and, CGI. Nowadays, I think they just do it all CGI and just go, you know, put a mocap on your face and say, we'll fix it in post. But, uh... I mean, there's pretty amazing... There is. I'm just salty about She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of, like, Star Trek right now, like, Discovery, how good the makeup is on a lot of the the aliens. And I'm sure there are. Yeah. Yeah, no, She-Hulk is... It's own. <laughs> Real big problems on CGI. Real big problems. Yeah. Distractingly bad. Um, I will say, I do think the majority of the writing of this film was pretty lackluster. The story was not particularly interesting to me. I do think the spoilers, we didn't say we were going to spoil the movie, but we're definitely spoiling the movie. I'm going to spoil the ending right now. Uh, the the plan he comes up with to kill himself so that Satan will show up to steal his soul in person because he's the only one who could stop the bad thing that's about to happen was a very John Constantine plan. <laughs> the rest of the movie not necessarily felt like Constantine from the comics or the Matt Ryan production or performance. But that felt like a very Constantine solution. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just make things worse to fix this problem right now and deal with the bigger problem later, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John Constantine is the cause of and solution to all his own problems. <laughs> what do you think is uh, the change... That it was his suicide as a kid that got him a ticket to hell rather than the loss of Astrid. Yeah, I, I think that was not a choice I appreciated. Because uh, in the comics, he... he There's a little girl, I, and he makes... I don't... Well, she ends up in hell. That's That's in the... I don't think that is true of the comics. I think that's okay. true in the Legends series. Okay. Um, but it is his own actions that that cause it, specifically the harm of another that mm-hmm. sort of ties it into that. Um, and, like, I'm not out here endorsing suicide, but suicide is... is harm of self. Harm of self rather than others. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, like, his having to do a redemptive, self-sacrificial act 
to get back in the good graces of heaven in the movie mm-hmm. rings more hollow to me than he actively chose to do something that harmed others, um, which is, I think, true of, of the Legends version, Matt Ryan version, as well as the comics. Um, in the comics, it's, it's the, um, the Newcastle incident. Um, and it's, no, it's not explained what the Newcastle incident is for a long time. Um, I mean, it's all been explained and probably done two or three different times now in the comics. But it was him sacrificing basically every single person who was close to him in order to complete a ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was very selfish in a, in a like, getting a headway. Whereas typically by the time someone is, is dying of suicide, it's it's not to, like, get out ahead. Mm-hmm. It's usually a, a failure of a lot of other things. So, eh, um, that also ties into something that I, I think was much more prevalent in this, which was the specifically Catholic mm-hmm. themes and imagery and mythology, like a lot, like all of this was very much framed in a Catholic mysticism space. Um, whereas the comics Constantine is all of it. He, he wouldn't be limited by just Catholicism. <laughs> if that makes sense. Because <laughs> um, this very much does present that the Catholic perspective is correct. Yes is the correct interpretation of all of these things. Which is an interesting choice. Um, and strangely narrows the scope of the film. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, seven other types of, you know, mythical beasts showing up, or enemies, or or even good people. I mean, even the appearance of, of Papa Midnight, who is in the comics, didn't fit the world of the yeah, show of the, the movie well was described i believe as a witch doctor yes which is what he is in the comics mm-hmm. um which is going to be like conjure or voodoo mm-hmm. yeah um, that sort of space i think i think it might be explicitly voodoo in the comics but it's been a while so i'm probably wrong um but is in that sort of a cult outside of a strictly catholic catholic mythology and so it's weird to have him as a character in this when the rest of the film feels so limited in its scope Um, because he also believed all of the stuff about the catholicism and the specific mythic things whereas that's not the sort of thing he would even care about Mm -hmm. in the comics Um, but his his characterization in this movie was almost non-existent so yes it's just fine. He's a much more interesting character in the comics. Um, I'm so surprised that the one black character in what? the film was more more developed, developed elsewhere. I, yeah. that's <laughs> really surprising. Well, and we to haven't me. we haven't talked about the uh, Shia LaBeouf of it all. I just kind of ignored him. <laughs> I mean, they are all underdeveloped characters. <laughs> Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's in the movie. He is. He's a cab driver. It's not clear what they're... But 
relationship is between Constantine and... Uh, and he works for Constantine for some reason. Yes, he works for... But why? And what does he do? Unclear. He comes back as a half-breed at the yeah. stinger at the stinger. end. This movie's got a stinger. Which I was like, hmm, I wonder if Shia LaBeouf will be in the sequel. Probably not, because he's in trouble again because of, I think, like, sexual harassment things. So, I was looking it up. He is related to all of the stuff on the Olivia Wilde movie. <laughs> How did he get involved in all this drama? He was cast in the movie before Harry Styles. Uh-huh. And quit or got fired, it's unclear. There are, They disagree about what happened and was replaced by Harry Styles. Mm. Um, he says he quit. Olivia Wilde says she fired him for sexual harassy things. Um, although, I was reading about it in Vulture? Variety. And he had provided the reporters at Variety with some emails and text messages that indicated, between him and Olivia Wilde, that seemed to point to him quitting and her wanting him to stay. Which does not match her story that he got fired. I don't know. It's not important. It's just so weird to me that I know so much about the behind-the-scenes drama of this it's movie. Film. And I can't even remember the name of it. I know. I don't even know. Don't it's like, tell, don't tell Darlene or something. Don't worry, Darlene? Don't worry, Darlene. Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not interested in it at all. And then I saw a trailer for it and was shocked that that's what it was. Because <laughs> it's a horror film and you were expecting like a rom-com. I was! I was expecting like a rom-com. Well, like A, like Olivia Wilde directing. That's typically been her wheelhouse. She did book smart. That wasn't a rom-com. It was comedy. No, but it was a comedy. It was lighthearted. It was yeah. goofy fun. It's a great film. I loved book smart. But this is quite a departure for her. And then the cast is people like Harry Styles. So, yeah, I was... And at one point, Shia LaBeouf. So, yeah. I don't know if I want Shia LaBeouf to come back. I have... Uh, I've lost a lot of respect for him since his Even Stevens years. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Between those... Yeah. The whole plagiarism thing. He's gotten in trouble a lot. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts... Oh, I saw in the credits, uh, Laz Alonzo was in the film as the morgue security guard. I thought that was funny. Who's Laz Alonzo? He's on The Boys, Marvin. Oh! <laughs> M.M. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, let me tell you about, uh, Marvin after the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. We'll do that as our bonus content at the end. Because um, I don't think I've ever told you the major difference they did between him and the comics oh. and the TV series. which Because I kept waiting for them to do it, and I don't think they're going to. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's fun. I'm glad he was in there. It's good to be a working actor. <laughs> Any other thoughts? No, I think that sums up uh, my... Ra ra wraps it up. Laz Alonso is in it, and that's yeah. good for him. I'm glad he's he's moving up in the world. Because I really like my boys. Alright. Gonna tell them about our Patreon? Yeah, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash five degrees. Uh, you can support us on a per episode basis. 
You can set a monthly cap on it. So if we do too many episodes in a month, you're like, I'm only gonna do one. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You get two perks. One is a super, super unedited cut where you hear from the moment we turn on the mic to the moment we turn off the mic, which is mostly when we talk to our cat. And you get a list of movies we didn't watch, because Kevin usually gives me a list of five movies, and I pick one, and it helps both of our anxiety levels to do it this way. (laughs) Um, We've got got compatible mental issues. (laughs) (laughs) And we thank you for listening. Rate us and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Yeah. Um, And if you don't want to support us, that's cool, too. Just keep listening. We'll always be doing it for free. If we didn't have a microphone, we'd just be telling it to our cats. Yeah. And we're doing that anyway, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, she's listening. Uh, cool. And say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin.